right, viewers, leaders, students, uh, we're live on this episode of uh, our youth chat, and I'm, I'm privileged and honored to have a special guest with me, uh, Brant Cole, and, uh, you know, a student leader. Uh, he loves youth. Uh, he's passionate about this next generation, and we're going to uh, hear his heart. I'm going to ask him some questions in a, in a, in a little while, and uh, you guys uh, aren't going to be disappointed. Uh, here today. He's going to bring you some encouragement. He's going to give you some uh, nuggets of wisdom and truth. And I'm just so excited uh, for him and uh, for what he's going to be uh, sharing with you, students, leaders, youth pastors, and maybe uh, some young adult leaders as well. Or maybe you're just a volunteer uh, that's in the trenches with uh, ministry. Uh, but enough of me uh, here right now. I'm going to give Brant an opportunity uh, to introduce himself and uh, what he does, man. So go ahead. Take it away, man. Um, well, hey guys, uh, like Brian said, my name is Brant and I am, a, well, and there's a lot of things I do now. Um, I'm a youth pastor. I'm a young adults pastor. I'm an online campus pastor. Um, I'm a writer, a speaker. Uh, and even right now we have a, a friend of mine and I have a podcast in the works. So soon I think I'll be called a podcaster if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then, uh, I'm a father and I'm a husband. Um, and so just to just love following Jesus, I, I live up here in Northern Michigan. If you've ever heard of Walloon Lake, but if you're a Michigan person, you'll understand this. I live right here. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, um, I've been doing youth ministry for just over 10 years now and, um, just really blessed to, to be part of a church that, uh, has a, has a, just a heart for, the church of today, the church of tomorrow, and the church of the future. Um, literally, I'm right now. I'm, I'm I'm sitting in our youth center building where mm-hmm. our church literally just paid for this with just the generation generous donations of the people in our church wow. um, in this whole building. And, and it it was not just something that leadership decided to do, but our whole church is behind. And so, just to be in a position where um, you know, I get to sometimes I get to be the one leading students, but other times I'm just so encouraged by the ways God's already leading them. And, uh, so, so yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I, uh, I, my wife, uh, I met at a camp, uh, if you've ever heard of Lake Ann camp, um, her and I were, uh, staff there and we met there and we have two kids, a three-year-old daughter named Grace and a one-year-old son mm-hmm. named Gideon. And, um, Awesome. And yeah, so I'm at Walloon Lake Community Church up in northern Michigan, and I uh, love what I do. Awesome, man. Thanks for that uh, introduction. There you have it, viewers. And uh, just want to make a plug for my brother here. So be on the lookout uh, for his podcast. And uh, yeah, what's the podcast? Uh, you guys have a podcast name yet? Or Yeah, so, so we, we call it Following Jesus Doesn't Suck. <laughs> um, that's, we, that's awesome. I've talked to so many people who uh, are either leaving the faith or just kind of mm. falling away from the faith because it's yeah. either boring or lifeless or, you know, a conflict of interest for them. Or we've talked to other people who mm. are real hesitant to, to begin following Jesus because of maybe the stigma of what Christianity is. And I think a lot of people think it's, it's, it's either boring or it's lifeless that that following Jesus is something that you do if you need a crutch, something that you do um, if you're not that smart, uh, something that you do if you want to like be a buzzkill. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what we've discovered is, you know, a lot of people think following Jesus sucks and we just really disagree. Uh, and so, you know, we, uh, when we're talking about how to follow Jesus and have confidence to do so and what the what confidence in life looks like when you have confidence in God, we're going to talk about how following Jesus gives us joy. Uh, that'll be another season. We'll have a season where we talk about how following Jesus uh, gives us purpose um, we'll have a season where we talk about how following Jesus gives us peace and freedom from anxiety and worry and depression. And, um, and then we'll have another season where we talk about how, um, well, I'll say that season hasn't been fully developed yet. But, yeah. um, and so we're looking to really just encourage the believer and, uh, you know, maybe lower some barriers for the unbeliever that following Jesus, it doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's the, the kind of the idea of our podcast. Um, yeah. Haven't launched it yet, so yeah, um, yeah we're uh, we're really anticipating a, an exciting time with that. So awesome! Well, I appreciate that. Just making a plug for my brother and his uh, buddy, and uh, yeah, uh, for you leaders and students and uh, whoever, uh, be on the lookout uh, for that, and uh, we'll give you some detail. It'll probably be on uh, Facebook maybe even on Instagram and Twitter uh, later down the road in the future. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting uh, podcast. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, just another resource uh, for you, uh, for you guys that's out there to take a listen and uh, they're, they're planning and being strategic uh, in this. And uh, again, man, I'm pretty sure you guys, uh, when they release it, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys won't be disappointed as you heard uh, his heart, uh, him and his buddy behind this. So what an exciting time uh, uh, for him and his buddy, but also too for uh, just another resource uh, for you leaders uh, that are out there. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, as we uh, just have some questions for my, uh, for my friend here, uh, Brant. So the first question I have for you, man, for, uh, for us here is, uh, what are you learning uh, during this time uh, for your ministry or just you in general uh, that you can give encouragement to? Mm. Um, I, I think the, 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 the dominating theme that has really come out in this time for me has been the, the word of priority. Mm. Um, and, and I think it's shown itself in a lot of different ways. A, mm. um, like I said, during this time, mm. me as a pastor, I've been given a, you know, there's, there's been a lot put on pastors these days. Mm-hmm. Um, to learn a lot of new things or to, to expand the capacity of what you've been doing. Um, that's now much more needed than ever before. And so as a pastor, um, you know, an entire online campus got put on me, um, Mm -hmm. because literally I'm the youngest, I'm like 30 and I'm the youngest pastor at our church by like a couple generations. And so, um, me and actually my buddy that we're doing the podcast with him and I are about the same age and, and uh, we have a three campus church and basically all the social media, all the online campus stuff with help from our worship pastor, um, all the website stuff, everything just got, got amplified um, during this time. And, you know, not only that, but youth ministry had to continue Um we just had to do it differently. Right. So we did a lot of online stuff. We did a lot of zoom stuff. We did a lot of, um, phone calls and texting and social media and, um, trying to set up socially distant worship gatherings and 
just be really creative. But you know, all of that stuff and took up a lot more time. Yeah. And before I'm ever a pastor, mm. I'm a husband. Yes. And I'm a father. Mm-hmm. And so it, God was really showing me, Brant, you, this isn't changing mm-hmm. <laughs> the tendency you have. is just amplifying it. Um, you need to have the priority of ministry that I've given you first, mm-hmm. which is to your wife and then to your kids. And then mm-hmm. from what's left over in the time you have to your church. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so that's been one thing, you know, just priority of my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so easy now. Cause I mean, you think about it, uh, cognitively your brain is going to gravitate towards the things that say Mm -hmm. hey this feels good and your screen gives you that all the time and you know if you're doing stuff on screens more often than not then what's going to happen is your brain's going to like "Ooh, i like that feeling i like that feeling i like that feeling and you're going to naturally gravitate towards doing a lot of stuff on a screen and while there is a lot of really good digital content for um devotion and drawing closer to Jesus. I do have to make sure that that priority is there that, you know, Jesus gets first um, mm-hmm. and, and then everything else. And I'll, I'll be honest, like there are days I do better than at that than other days um, mm-hmm. of like wake up and I'm instantly thinking, what can I do? How can I work for God? Yeah. Um, and in the priority that I'm having to, maintain or or be very diligent about is that i need to let the work from god happen inside of me before the work for god ever comes out of me um and and so so that's that's a big thing that i'm learning just personally um is this idea of priority the other thing is just like the priority of how ministry happens um what i've really seen a lot is a lot of pastors, and myself included, I maybe, if we wouldn't admit it, maybe, but like we're living under this semi delusion that we're doing work for God. Mm. When in reality, God is doing work through us and mm. apart from us. Yes. And a lot of pastors, uh, a lot of ministry leaders, a lot of volunteers, a lot of parents, even have had to discover, oh my word, I need God to do work. And every once in a while, he includes me in that process. But like, I need God to work in ways I can't work Mm -hmm. uh, because no longer do I have the ability to do what I used to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And um, so something really encouraging, we saw a a group of our students early on, they, you know, they're quarantined, but they were really missing each other. And our youth ministry just gave them a, place to connect on zoom and on you know on our online streams and um in different ways like that and we really encourage small group leaders to set up you know zoom chats with their small groups and um and what we wound up seeing was these students were so hungry for connection and one of the main ways that they was given to them was um was with our youth ministry was with a church and they just like that sparked something inside of them where it wasn't us. God was like really just churning in the depths of the soil of their heart and producing fruit. And, and they really started to um, come together. And I mean, so one of the things that happened was I was, I was doing a youth service on Wednesday night and we do a zoom meeting afterwards. And then I'd also do a, um, a Bible study just over zoom 
um, a little bit more low key, but um, on Fridays and that, and then we had church online on Sundays. So there was three things that we were really offering to our students as like, Hey, uh, connect with us in the chat on church online. Um, connect with us in the chat and join us for our online youth service and then uh, join our Bible study on Friday. And, um, apparently that wasn't enough for them. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, so once that happened and then I didn't even know about this until a couple months in, mm -hmm. they were, um, they were doing a prayer meeting over, uh, I want to say it was Google Hangouts, but, mm -hmm. uh, they're doing a prayer meeting 11 AM and 7 PM every single day. Wow. I, and I didn't, they just did it themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, then they started their own Bible study in addition on Mondays. Mm -hmm. And then um, they started doing a, they would come into our parking lot and like kind of back their vehicles up about 10 mm -hmm. feet apart from each other. Yeah. And then just from the, the back of their vehicles, they would just all do worship sessions together. Mm -hmm. And then they did that. Then they started doing that twice a week. And then they started adding, um, uh, they were doing some outdoor games that were like kicking balls so they could yeah. kind of be mm -hmm. distant, but also together. And yeah. then, um, then on top of that, they were like, Oh, we should start writing sermons together. Wow. <laughs> they would literally like, I had people like asking me like, what's wrong with those kids over at the youth center? They would like, cause I, I wasn't here mm -hmm. some of the times that they were here and they were just sitting in the porch of our youth center just all together, not homeless. They're just our students. But I had a lot of people wondering what was going on. Uh, just sitting and writing sermons together. And they came up with this amazing sermon series by the end of that. And like, frankly, some of those sermons, I'm like, I wish I had written those. They were really, really good. And, and it's like all of that was, they were like, God was doing that work inside of them. Apart from anything that I really did. I, I mean, I was trying to do what I could. But really, God was doing all the, the ministry. And it, it just it highlighted again to me, Brent, this is not your ministry. This mm -hmm. is God's ministry that you yeah. are blessed to be a part of. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and in that process, um, I think my prayer became, God, instead of like, God, use me in amazing ways, it was more like, God, just don't let me get in the way. Yeah. Um, just fan into flame what's already happening. And so... Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think one of the things I'm really learning in this time is that um, in my own life, the priority has to be what God has set it up to be um, because the distractions can really just overtake. And then in ministry, the priority is that like God does ministry. Uh, it's just my job to help people be able to receive that ministry from God. Yeah, that's such an encouraging word. Well, there you have it. Uh, uh, viewers and leaders. And I just want to reemphasize, uh, you know, what Brant was saying. If you're a leader uh, or a young adult leader, maybe a volunteer, I, I really like what he said about uh, prior, uh, priority or prioritize. And I would also include in there is hit the reset uh, button. And, uh, you know, it's easy as leaders to fall into that trap of just doing uh, instead of being. So if you're, if you're a leader or, or maybe you're married uh, or whatever is, is don't let uh, busyness uh, trap you. Don't let ministry become an idol uh, that you forget about your wife or vice versa. If you're a female leader, you forget about your uh, your husband uh, as well. Um, 
but prioritize uh, that, you know, first and foremost is God, family, and then uh, ministry uh, in that. So be careful, but we're just encouraging. you. We're two guys here that want to encourage you to set your priorities uh, straight because it's so easy, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, students are testing us or uh, they want to do stuff, but we have to say, okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit and say, hey, you know, family is important. Uh, you know, more important right now, I need to take care of this and it's going to be okay. Uh, you know, so it also too would be boundaries as well, setting good boundaries for uh, yourself, your family and your uh, ministry. And I would also too, uh, to communicate that with your, uh, with your youth, uh, even with your uh, staff uh, and leaders and, and, and volunteers. So I think that is so key. So thanks man for uh, sharing that right off the bat with us. I, I like that. And a great segue into our next question is uh, some wins and some losses uh, for you uh, during this, uh, this season. We know it's a little bit different, you know, online, uh, you know, canceling uh, different things, but fill us in a little bit about that. I think I'll, I'll start with the wins. Um, definitely a big win, obviously, is the depth to which our students were able to go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I saw I saw it. With that in mind, I saw two trends kind of happen. One, if a student, or even just I saw this with some of our adult leaders, mm -hmm. um, were already growing or in that process of growing closer to the Lord, mm -hmm. then it really they went a whole lot deeper because they had the time and we gave them the capacity, the opportunities for that. Um, if a person was like kind of stagnating in their faith, mm -hmm. we still have that that process accelerate. So really it began to divide who was growing in the Lord and who wasn't to the point that it's, I mean, it's very obvious. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so that one of the wins was obviously mm -hmm. then the depth to which a lot of our students were able to go to the point. I mean, I, I got to the, uh, you know, a couple months ago, I was driving in here. Students were already here already writing sermons, just waiting for me to open up the building. Um, mm. And I just had this overwhelming realization that a couple of them are seniors. If they, 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 there's like four or five of them that are juniors or seniors. If they go off to college, Bible college, study the Bible, mm. learn the skills of ministry, their heart is already there. Um, frankly, they're already, their skills are growing in that capacity as well. If five years from now, I could be out of a job. Uh, it just of like, what if some of them wanting to do exactly this and do youth ministry and um, I'm writing like loads of recommendations for Bible colleges right now for students and it's like so exciting so that was that was definitely a win is mm -hmm. is that and some of our leaders were even part of that you know I think obviously a loss uh, or I wouldn't say a loss but maybe in a ministry opportunity I'll, I'll rephrase it that way if I may yeah uh, man yes I think a ministry opportunity because nothing's lost until, mm -hmm. until Jesus returns. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. A ministry opportunity right now is definitely, um, I think, A, those who either don't feel comfortable yet. Cause our, so up in Northern Michigan, a number of churches have started to reopen in limited capacities. Okay. And um, so our church is, we are not open to the full capacity. We don't have all of our ministries mm -hmm. back up and running. Um, you know, we're only be 
because of how we've like spaced out seating and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we're only open to a third or a half of our capacity right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, over multiple services. And so and there's a lot of, you know, restrictions on what we're able to do still, but um, mm-hmm. even with all of that, you know, a number of people who have either don't feel ready to come back yet um, or during this time, they were like, you know what? I kind of got used to not being in the church family meeting together habit. And, and I, I personally believe you don't have to be physically present to meet here. I really believe that there's a um, very viable um, connection point uh, if you meet online. I don't think it's, it's the same, but I, I do think that it's, it's yeah. simplistic to downplay it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, even with that, I saw a number of people just not even utilize our online campus, uh, connecting far less. And mm-hmm. so what we saw is a trend that was already there just accelerate. So, um, if people were, you know, every other week attenders or once a month attenders, mm-hmm. we saw them maybe once or twice in our online connection points. Yeah. Um, if somebody was a frequent attender, we saw them connect even more, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody um, was like wondering whether or not they're still testing the waters with faith, mm-hmm. we haven't seen them at all. And so these, these um, trends that were already happening just got accelerated. Um, and so in those ways, I think there are ministry opportunities, right? So Mm -hmm. what that's also produced is I right now have about 30% of the youth Mm -hmm. leaders that I used to before all of this. Mm -hmm. And we're having to get really creative and how do we, how do we lead youth services and how do we still minister to teens who really want to grow in the Lord when either we, we, we don't have enough leaders or we have so few that we're not even legally allowed to open the building. Like I can't mm-hmm. like just for legal reasons, I can't be in a building with teens by myself, for example, yeah. mm-hmm. because of the unfortunate reality of what former youth pastors have done around the country mm-hmm. um, at times. Like I hate it. Right. But you know, there are times that I just, I can't open the building if I'm the only one here. Um, and so, so there, there have been those things where we're like, uh, we really, I mean, we've got yeah. loads of teens who would love to have a Sunday morning youth service and we just haven't been able to yet because we haven't had the personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those are ministry opportunities in that capacity. Another one that's interesting, it feels like a win, but for the church as a whole, mm-hmm. Church of Northern Michigan, I know we together are hurting. Um, we've, our church has gained a lot of new attenders. I wouldn't say members, but new yeah. attenders uh, over this last few months yeah. because of the lack of opportunities that previous that the other churches around our in our area have given mm-hmm. their members. Um, and so, yeah, uh, in some ways, we're seeing more people show up mm-hmm. to our church as a result of that because we've been extremely active. Mm-hmm. In face on Facebook and on YouTube and um, mm-hmm. and on Instagram and on our church online campus um, in phone calls with people and mm-hmm. setting up you know connection groups online and that kind of stuff and so um, we've 
seen people just gravitate towards us as a result of that because their church wasn't offering much of that. Um, but I know the church as a whole, the community, the church and community in our area, you know, definitely is feeling the effects of that. And so there's a ministry opportunity. I know there's a lot of pastors who right now are maybe wondering if they're going to have a job come Christmas, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's not good, right? Like we, we need all of the churches in our area to be vibrant and growing. Uh, we can't do all the ministry ourselves. And so um, so those are a couple of ministry opportunities that I've seen in our area where, mm-hmm. man, uh, in some ways this has accelerated trends, but some mm-hmm. trends are good and some aren't. And that's yeah. kind of what we're seeing. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's a great segue uh, into our next, uh, our next question. I really don't, for you viewers, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's an encouragement right there. And, and, I would, yeah, for wins and uh, for uh, losses there for you viewers. Yeah, look for um, look for creative ways. I uh, like what he said, you know, is ministry opportunities. Uh, it's going to look differently for uh, Brant. It's going to look differently for myself. But look for creative ways, uh, you know, how to reach your students or how to reach a college campus or campuses uh, in that. And uh, just well, look for ways. If to I can get, add to what you're saying yeah, there, Brant, yeah. like yeah, do something, it, right? Like mm-hmm. um, one of the, the beautiful things about the internet is that in many ways, content mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, relies more on quantity than quality. Don't, mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to get it perfect. Don't feel like you have to be mm-hmm. like the most amazing graphic designer or mm-hmm. like know everything about mm-hmm. 180p, uh, 1080p or 4K video or know how to like stream something online with subtitles or uh, don't feel like you have to know all the things. Yes. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Jesus isn't going to ask you when you get to heaven and he's reviewing your life and this time period shows up, he's not going to ask you how many, um, you know, how, how, how beautiful were your pictures and how good were your videos in terms of like what you were able to do to connect yes. with people. He's going to ask you how well did you love people mm-hmm. and, and what, what is necessary right now for the church is just to be to be real and present. Yes. We, we have a monopoly on the greatest story ever told, the greatest mm-hmm. message on the planet. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Just be you and put it out there. Um, and I, I think if I could tell pastors in our areas or ministry leaders or anyone who has a heart to serve people for the Lord, don't be paralyzed by like, oh, I'm not doing it as well as somebody else. Uh, Nobody else can be you in the space that you occupy. And so put yourself out there. Yeah. Even if it's not perfect, be real. Like, honestly, that's, that's a trend that is like really um, growing right now on social media and on the internet. It's just unfiltered. Um, I think that's a big reason why um, the story mode on so many social media platforms and, and, and even like, I'm seeing this like CBS app and ESPN app and what was it? I just was watching or seeing another one that's about to include stories. Uh, I forget what it was. Maybe YouTube has stories now, just like Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. But that's a, that's a mode in which like mm-hmm. highlights just me to you. I'm not filtering a whole lot. I'm not yeah. editing a whole yeah. lot. I'm just putting it in real time, mm-hmm. raw content out there. And, and I think that kind of stuff not only is trending, but it is so because mm-hmm. 
you're not trying to be someone you aren't. And people crave that right now. You, you're, we're exposed to over 50,000 branded messages every day. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I made, and that, that, was a, that was last year's number. Like, so I'm assuming it's like ex exponentially more now. Mm -hmm. and, and so we have a very keen sense for when we're being sold something. And we just want somebody to be real with us. We want, we want a real authentic connection. And so when that happens mm -hmm. and is branded with, or not branded, it, and it's, it's, it's filled with the best message ever, mm -hmm. um, that you can know God and you can be made right with God through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you have that. Mm -hmm. and, and if you have one of these at all, a mm -hmm. smartphone, and you're able to put something out there, mm -hmm. man, don't wait for it to be perfect or polished. Like just be personal. Mm -hmm. Amen. I just want to reiterate for you, uh, for you leaders and viewers, what he said was a key ingredient that we all need to remember is this, how well, are we loving people? Or let's do this. How well are we loving our students? How well are we loving our staff? Uh, how well are we loving our unreached people that are right next to us? And if you're a student, how well are you loving your uh, other peers? And I think that is so, uh, so key. And yet, uh, you know, um, like you said, if you have a phone, computer, content is, is key. You don't have to be, you don't have to be perfect. Uh, just if you have, um, if you have a verse or, you know, a word, get it on your phone and just, you know, download it, man. It doesn't have to be uh, perfect and polished. It just has to be present and, and, and available. Uh, so, man, thank you. The viewers are going to be blessed with that. I, I think that's uh, an awesome, uh, awesome word. And uh, uh, so with that, our segment into our next question is, uh, you know, ministry uh, moving forward. How do you, how do you see that uh, ministry moving forward? It could be your ministry. It could be just yeah. ministry uh, in general. Um, I'm not a prophet, so <laughs> no, no, that's the greatest yeah. salt. Um, I'm just, I'm just gonna throw some stuff out there that I've, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, again, one is that that real and personal is a current trend that people are really gravitating towards. So, um, frankly, the more polished you are the easier it is to swipe past something. Yeah. Um, so you, you kind of want to just be you um, mm -hmm. and don't try to try to fake something that you're not. Um, that's one trend. I think another trend is that um, how do I say this? Uh, so like, um, okay, here we go. Here's a good way to give an analogy. Um, mm -hmm. Digital in physical are not at odds. Yeah. They're not different necessarily. Right. So for example, I can go on to amazon.com, never talk to a human, mm -hmm. um, never even see a person's face, order, I don't know, a pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. And two days later, it's on my doorstep, a very physical pair of shoes that I can wear. Mm -hmm. Right. Digital and physical interact very well together. And in terms of like the, I hate to use this in terms of what we do as a ministry because it's not a product, but I'm just going to use the analogy of Amazon for a second. So bear with me. In terms of the product that we're, we're putting forth out there, it is the greatest, most life-giving thing ever. Mm -hmm. 
why are we making it so hard to get? Mm. Um, if people are genuinely either scared or sick or have health concerns or um, need physical social distancing um, mm. and can only interact with us if we put something out there for them to do so at home, mm -hmm. whatever it is, whether it's a pastor calling them every day, you know, some churches are small enough to be able to do that. Call all your members, mm -hmm. um, you know, or small group leaders, for example, call all of the people in your small group um, every week at the least, check in on them. Um, if they, if you and them can connect spiritually um, mm -hmm. over a distance and they're still at home, why are we making it so hard for that? Like we've had a number of our small groups in our church just didn't chose not to meet because they're like, if we don't meet together face to face, we don't want it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're missing a huge yeah. aspect of community yeah. uh, that doesn't exactly have to rely on physical proximity. Yes. Um, yes. So the, the digital and the physical, I think works so well together. Um, mm -hmm. There's amazing free resources out there for churches that um that can connect you so well in ways that no one ever has to leave their bedroom even um now you yeah. want that but like you don't have to like so for example you got the bible app we yeah. one of the things we do in our youth ministry is we do a bible reading plan we put on our instagram the the link on our facebook the link to to hit that bible reading plan every single week we have mm. five to seven day bible reading plans and there are longer ones and um, some of our students, we all got together and we did a 30 day shred where we read through the entire Bible in 30 days, um, which is, that's the beast. Um, it, it's really good and I loved it and I would totally do it again, but it's, it's just time consuming. Um, yeah, but there are ways to like do that in a Bible, Bible app where the, the U version of Bible app, you go through the plan, you, you chat about it afterwards every mm -hmm. single day, and you're able to connect with each other's hearts over spiritual matters. There's, um, for churches, this is an amazing thing, but if you go to, um, uh, I want to say it's churchonline.org. It's called the Church Online Platform. You just yeah. Google Church Online Platform from Life Church, And, uh, and it's, a, it's a free service mm -hmm. for churches. If you're able to do like a live YouTube video even, mm -hmm. Um, you can get that live YouTube video live streaming in a uh, church online platform where there's the Bible app, there's the sermon notes, there's the um, there's a chat feature, there's live yeah. prayer, there's receive salvation um, where where online hosts can connect with somebody, and it is literally it's all for free. Like you don't have to pay for it at all. It's it's a service that an amazing church has put out there for any church to use, um, and. Uh, there, there are an abundance of ways, you know, just download a, a PDF of a Bible study, right? And now all of a sudden you have eight weeks worth of content, just yeah. do a Zoom call with mm -hmm. the people in your spiritual sphere of influence. Um, uh, put your faith, if you go to, here's another one, studentdevos.com. Mm -hmm. Studentdevos.com has like short enough devotionals that can fit in an Instagram caption and just do a Bible verse with it, right? Yeah. Um, screenshot the Bible verse from the Bible app, even that's just mm -hmm. a simple way to do it. And then post that as a caption. Like there's loads of free opportunities. Um, and, and those are just a few off the top of my head that, I, that we use, um, loads of free opportunities. You, know, you don't even have to pay for it all. Um, there's, you know, Instagram will let you do IGTV 
Yeah. So what I do with some of our students is like, hey, record a video that's between one minute and three minutes, mm -hmm. uh, just talking about a couple of verses in the Bible as a student. Like people gravitate towards that and they love it because it's like, it's from our students. It's real. It's a great mm -hmm. thought. And, uh, and it's, it's a short enough time frame where you can like get some of that. So we had just like every week, like, Hey, either me or one of our youth volunteers, mm -hmm. one of our students, what, like, there's just so, I mean, frankly, this, right? Like you have all of this. How can you possibly fit all of this? online we'll just start right like there's there are definitely whatever is working in your heart from the bible itself put it out there yes. um, because the reality is there's so much evil out there as well yes that what if what if we i i i don't think we can do too much i'll just say it that way mm -hmm. right like if every believer ever that's currently alive today, put uh, some sort of spiritual content on the internet every single day. Yeah. I think we'd begin to start seeing a shift in our culture, mm -hmm. but even still, yeah. like God would have to move. Like it's, it's, it's a humongous lift. And, and so if, if we have a vision to see the world changed, let's mm -hmm. not do nothing. Yeah. Amen. That's, a, that's such a great word for, uh, for you viewers and leaders uh, that are out there. And just look for ways. I mean, he gave you some resources uh, for you and, and uh, for, you for you students, if you're uh, tuning in. And even for uh, your, you leaders, you got um, your Bible app. You got your, uh, he uh, gave you some websites to uh, check out. So I would encourage you guys to really just uh, dive into that. Uh, you got Instagram, YouTube, uh, you name it. Uh, you know, just share uh, what you can share and, uh, you know, it'll go a long, long way. Uh, so before we, uh, before we uh, wrap up here for you guys and uh, I'll have my buddy here pray for you, I want to give him an opportunity to just to share maybe an encouraging word uh, or a verse uh, that he might have for you, uh, for you leaders, uh, youth pastors. And uh, go ahead, man. Uh, give, us, uh, give us a word, man, that you might have. Um. This is not planned, so I'm just going to throw something out there that Jesus shared with me last night. I was reading. Yeah. Um, this is from Acts chapter 9. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, the previous context leading up to this, right, is Saul, mm -hmm. before he became the Apostle Paul, was yes. just enraged with a group of people that he thought was tarnishing Mm -hmm. the holiness of the sect of judaism mm -hmm. the, the the faith of judaism mm -hmm. and it was called the way at the time and that was a bunch of followers who are people who followed jesus and paul just thought they were absolute terrible people because they were um they were leaving judaism mm -hmm. or or even converting people who had never been part of judaism to mm -hmm. now follow this jewish rebel um mm -hmm. who led so many people away and um, yeah, he's on his way to a city just north, uh, northeast of Israel mm -hmm. called Damascus. And it's kind of a crossroads town where the world would come to enter into Israel. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. the King's Highway traveling up the northeast or traveling up the east side of Israel and the Via Maris 
which is the, the way of the sea. It's a major highway road in Israel, traveling up the, the, the coast, coastal side of Israel. And they would meet in Damascus and, and you would, when you were coming to Israel, the rest of the world kind of like converged there. So it was very much a crossroads town, converge of culture. And, and as the believers in Israel began to get scattered mm -hmm. uh, after Jesus had ascended, and um, this was kind of a hub where a lot of, you know, Christian activity was still happening. And, and so Paul's on his way with authority from the Jewish leaders to go and imprison and, and persecute Christians. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, man, I'm going to hit a jackpot for God. I'm going to do a huge service to God. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, believers are like, oh, no. Like, this could be devastating. This, is, mm -hmm. this, is, this could be movement breaking. Mm -hmm. And um, well, obviously what wound up happening is Jesus met him on the way, mm -hmm. blinded him, and said, why are you persecuting me, Saul? Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, like, whatever you do, against the church you do against jesus whatever you do for the church you do for jesus like jesus identifying like what you're doing against me against the church is against me personally this is personal paul or saul and um and he reveals himself and saul's like oh i thought you were a hoax kind of idea right like i thought what people were doing to follow you was fake and was against god now i realize you are god and and so he he was converted he goes to the house of um about house of Ananias, Ananias prays over him, scales fall from his eyes, he's yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so he stays with the believers in Damascus. I mean, major plan change, right? Um, mm -hmm. Instead of uh, going there to hunt them down and imprison them, now he's trying to convince them, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second, mm -hmm. I'm different now, I promise. Uh, <laughs> he's staying with them. And so he gets up and he starts this is uh, chapter, Acts chapter 9, verse 20. And immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying he is indeed the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And all who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among the followers in Jerusalem? Later on in, in that passage, so Saul stayed with the apostles and went around, he went back to Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with Greek-speaking Jews, and they tried to murder him. But when the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. Then the church had peace throughout Judea, throughout Galilee, throughout Samaria, and became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit also grew in numbers. So this is kind of what the Lord was sharing with me, which was just so powerful, was that Paul, he, he, he shows up and everyone's like, wait a second, isn't this the guy that we've been worried that would absolutely devastate us? Isn't this the man who caused such devastation among the Jesus followers in, Jer in Jerusalem? Later on, the church began to grow um, and strengthen and because of what God was doing in the life of Paul. And this was the word that the Lord shared with me. Only Jesus can turn devastation, devastating into elevating. Only Jesus can turn devastating into elevating and and i think about our culture right now where we're in and as a church where we're like ah it's so bad yeah and maybe this is just an opportunity for god to take us to that next level mm -hmm. like, jesus is the only one right now who could turn devastating 
into elevating and uh, he wants to do that in each one of our lives and if we're available for him to use amen that's a great word uh, for you guys take that uh meditate on that uh i'm, I'm definitely gonna really uh chew on that that's a that's a great encouragement for you all and i'm gh let my brother here pray us out i uh, appreciate you man uh jump on this call and uh yeah take what we've talked about apply it to your ministry or your staff or your students uh or your young adult leaders uh and really just i really i really like what he said you know devastation uh and elevation uh can really just go a long way right there and really uh you know uh if i can give you some encouragement for you guys as well it's just you know really struck me with that versus how paul uh you know or excuse me saul was changed uh, his heart was changed and you know that's what jesus can do for us uh even in this time uh you might feel beat up or burdened or whatever but still preach the gospel uh continue to preach jesus because he can change and transform lives i might not it might not look like you're in person it might be online uh, but continue to uh, to press in and continue to be faithful with what's uh, right in front of you. So thanks, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you and appreciate your heart for the students uh, and your leaders and stuff. So pray us out, man. Love to uh, love for you to pray, man. Heavenly Father, we um, are grateful for how you're working, and we know that you're doing a new thing. And sometimes we have no idea what that is, but we know you're working. Um, you're working in each one of us personally, and you will continue to do so until you return. Um, but you're also working through us and in the world around us. So God, I pray that A, you'd help us to see that. Um, B, God, I pray that you'd help us to be on board with that. And uh, even in your grace, Lord, I pray that you would include us in that work, help us to not fight what's happening just because it's new, but that we would join you in what you're doing. Um, and so, God, I pray that you would just draw us closer to you in this time and use us to reach our world with the greatest message that there is, uh, which is the message of reconciliation with you through Jesus. Um, yes. And that leads to new life. And God, I pray that you would even now begin uh, strengthening that new life inside of us even. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. And uh be on the lookout for this episode, guys, here uh, later this afternoon. I might download it for you all to take a listen to. And until next time, maybe we'll have, uh, you know, priorities are key. I understand that. Maybe we'll have Brant on again in the in the wintertime, see how he's doing, uh, how his ministry is there, see how Michigan's doing as well. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, God bless you. Uh, we love you. And uh, you guys have a great, uh, great rest of your day. And until next time, God bless.